church movement, which we are part of, uh, we all have overseeing, each church has an overseeing minister and Wayne fulfills that function for us as a church. And it's really great to have him just to come and spend some time with us and check things out and all that. Wayne is also the leader of the Apostolic Church Movement in Australia, which is pretty cool. And um, so it's great to have you guys with us tonight. Having said that, it's Ruth who's going to speak tonight. And she is a phenomenal minister. And um, yeah, you just will need to buckle your seatbelts before she gets going. It's going to be great. So, And then after the... Um, after our time gathering here, we're going to baptise two people. Marseille and Joseph, I believe, are going to be baptised tonight, so that'll be awesome. So we're in for a really good time. Fantastic. you expectant that God could do something here tonight? This side is expectant that God could do something tonight. This side, are you expectant or are you just going for the ride? Yeah? Yeah. I really believe that God wants to speak to us tonight. That uh, He wants to touch people's lives and... You give him half an opportunity, he will turn your world upside down. So my prayer is you'll give him half an opportunity tonight. It's good. Actually, why don't we pray about that just for a moment, eh? Yeah, Father, I thank you that you've gone out of your way to connect with us. You've gone out of your way to set the platform so that we can have relationship with you. And tonight, I pray that you would find receptive hearts here that you would find receptive minds here, that you would find a people here that even if they're a little tentative, they want to move forward in you. And that tonight you would take hold of that or we would allow you to take hold of that opportunity and to speak into our lives, to challenge us, to move us. My prayer is, Lord, that every one of us, as we leave this building, would be in a different space spiritually and in our walk with you than when we arrived in this building. So we invite you to speak to us. We invite you to stir us along. Let the values of, king, of your kingdom be expressed in this place and through each one of us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, if you're visiting tonight, it's great to have you here. And um, I hope you feel welcome. Enjoy yourself. Relax. As the service finishes, there is a table at the back of the auditorium on the right-hand side, and there's um, packs on there. Um, help yourself to one. It's got information about the church and, and different things in there. Chocolate or lollies or something. And uh, make sure you grab one of those. Someone will be there to help you out, which would be great. But in the meantime, enjoy yourself. Have a good time tonight. Has anyone had a birthday this last week and wants to admit it? You've had a birthday, Bruce. Fantastic. Come down to me. Any, anyone else? Gabby. Gabby, come on. I wouldn't have seen you there except for your husband. Any wedding anniversaries in this last week? None. None. Not a single one. Jackson's birthday tomorrow. Is he going to be here next weekend? You going to be here next weekend, Jackson? Was that a yes? Were you, were you lying to me? <laughs> they want you to come, Jackson. You need to come. Come on. He's not going to move. You're going to have to cheer better for him to come. Come on, Jackson. Come on. <laughs> okay, everyone, jump up on your feet. Eh? Let's pray a blessing over these wonderful people. Great. You have another one. Fantastic. 
Rightio, here we go. Father, thank You for Your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate Your love and goodness through each one in Jesus' Name. Amen. Give them a big hand. While you're on your feet, oh, stay on your feet. We're going we're to sing some more. So uh, we're going to carry on worshipping Jesus. I encourage you just to let go and make sure your attention's on Jesus. Give Him your absolute best. Thanks, guys. So, um, hey, family. Um, we're about to sing um, and worship to a song called What an Awesome God. And um, if you guys are familiar with the song, it says, What an Awesome God, so many times through the song and I really just feel um, that during this worship time that um, that needs to be the cry of our heart just to express how awesome our God is because I think we never ever can understand how good He is or how awesome He is and He is truly an awesome God. I mean He blesses each and every single one of us every day with so much and um, yeah, I encourage you during this time of um, worship let that be the cry of your hearts just to tell Him you're an awesome God. God, you're awesome. You're good. Yeah. And so, Lord, tonight, I just pray that we open our hearts, Father. We open them just to, to you, Lord, to create a space where we can surrender to you, Father. I just pray that um, this will be a time where each of us will be able to encounter you. Lord, that it will be a time that we can come to you with our worries, Father, that we can come to you with whatever it is and just... Just surrender to your feet, Lord, and give them to you. Lord, I just pray that each and every single one of us will be able to hear and feel how awesome you are tonight in this place and leave this place knowing that. Thank you, Father.
Oh
Spirit is here. And that this is a sacred moment. because you have called out to me in a greater way and you have sung those songs and you have cried out and you have said you want more and I've heard you cry and I would say that I'm about to cause you to understand what it is to know me in a greater and more powerful way than you have ever known me before when you call out to me, says your God, when you call out to me, I hear and I will answer. So a question I ask you tonight is as you have sung and as you have called out for me, do you genuinely mean it, says the Lord? For if you genuinely mean it, I am about to cause you to know what it is to know my power and my authority come upon you. For if you have genuinely cried out and if you have genuinely sung and you have genuinely said, God, I want more, I want more, I want more, I would say to you tonight that I am in your midst and I am here to do more. I am here to do greater things than you have ever seen. I am here to do things that you have dreamt about, you have been praying about, you have been crying out for. For greater things are yet to come, says the Lord, greater things than you have not seen. For some of you have stood in this place for many years and some of you have been here for a short period of time. Some of you have heard me speak before, says the Lord. And you have heard the cries. And you have said, when? Oh, when? When, God? But I would say to you that I'm causing a stirring to take place that is fresh and that is new. And I've heard your cry. I've heard your cry. I've heard your cry. 
I've heard you cry out to me and you have said more, 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 more. So get ready. Get ready for what I'm about to do, says the Lord. Get ready. 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 For my power is about to fall upon you in a powerful way. Get ready for what I am about to do. Get ready for the change. Get ready to change your mindset. Get ready to turn to me and look at me and understand who I am. For I am the Almighty God. I am the I am, says the Lord. Rise up and understand who you worship. Rise up and understand who you bow before. For I am, I am the I am. For I am the I am. Oh, Jesus. Right now, I want you to lift your hands to the air. What you just heard was not Ruth Swift. What you just heard was not me just ranting and raving. I am telling you that God is coming and He is speaking to you from the throne room and He is speaking into your hearts. And tonight He is coming to stir you afresh. Tonight He's coming to stir you again. He's coming to stir you and He's calling for more. He's calling for more. He's calling for more and He's asking from each and every one of you to begin to understand who He is and the almightiness of who He is is and what He can do in and through you. So with your hands raised right now, I'm going to ask Him to come. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and fall in this room in a more powerful way. He's already here. He's already moving. But He's about to do something fresh. Are you ready? Do you want it? Because you know what? You can stand back. You can cross your arms. You can do whatever you like. You can even look at me and think I'm a crazy woman and I don't care. Because what I'm saying to you is that when you are hungry for more of God, God comes and meets you where you're at and He touches your spirit and your heart. But if you stand back, that's up to you. Your choice. But He wants to move. Holy Spirit, we just come to you right now. We stand here expectant. We stand here with our arms raised. We don't want to miss out. We are a church that is called Activate for a reason. And we want to be activated to go out into this place in a greater way. We want to see greater things happen, but we understand and truly believe that we need to know what it is to be empowered by You to do what You're asking us to do. So tonight, right now, I ask, pour Your Spirit down upon each person in a fresh way. More, Lord. More. 
on them. with the black t-shirt on and that one yeah you I've got three words from you for you from the Lord the first one is courage the second one is boldness and the third one is strength you are a man that can do great things but you have stood back because you at times do not have the courage to go forward and be who God has called you to be but he says to you tonight I have given you courage I will give you even greater courage And then the second word is boldness. And that word boldness is that at times you feel like I can't be bold. I don't want to be bold. How embarrassing to have to step out. But the Lord's going to give you a boldness and you will speak words of of, um, life. And as you speak words, people will look and they will be absolutely amazed at the boldness that comes forth from you. And out of that will come a strength, a strength that will lead you into the next stage of where you need to go. For you are a man of courage. You will walk in boldness and you will walk with a strength that is beyond what you could even dream or imagine. Your heart is a heart after God. Your heart is a heart that says, God, I want to be everything you want me to be. He has heard your cry. But you have often said, I can't. I don't feel like I've got the courage to step out. But God said, I am giving you courage beyond what you could dream or imagine. I will give you boldness and strength for my hand is upon you in a powerful way. Holy Spirit, we ask right now for an empowering of the Spirit. We pray that you will come. And we speak life into those words right now in your precious name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much. It is my awesome privilege tonight to be able to bring the word to you. And I pray that what I have to bring will... um, challenge you. Sorry about my croakiness. Um, for some unknown reason, copped a cold, coughed a little bit, but that's okay because it's not dependent on me of what God wants to do. And I want God to have his way in a powerful and a mighty way tonight. And I think he already has. You know, if we finished right now, we'd be okay. Hey, we could all go home and know that God has done something but I do believe that there is something that God wants to speak to you through this word tonight. So I ask you to open up your hearts, open up your minds and say, Holy Spirit, whatever it is that you want to challenge me with, I'm happy to take it. Are you good with that? Are you happy to do that? Are you happy to open up and say, here I am, do whatever it is that you want to do. Tonight, we're going to be speaking from Luke the book of Luke, chapter 10, and we're going to be speaking from verse 25 down to verse 37. This is the story of the Good Samaritan. 
And um, a lot of times we hear this story, but actually in my Bible, it doesn't say the good Samaritan, it says the despised Samaritan. In Luke 10, 25 to 28, it says, one day an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus replied, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? The man answered, you must love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength and all your mind and love your neighbour as yourself. Right, Jesus told him, do this and you will live. Here in this passage is the total key to our Christian life. So often we make our Christian life so hard. So often we look and we think it's just too hard being a Christian. It's just too hard with all the pressures. It's too hard with the things that come against me. It's too hard continually trying to walk in knowing that Jesus is real and understanding who he is. Or am I the only one? I think there are many times in our life where we go, this is all too hard. If I could just run away, it'll be okay. But right here in this passage of scripture, Jesus turned back to this man and he said, what does the scripture say? And the scripture clearly says here that we must love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, all our strength and all our mind and love our neighbour as ourself. So the first key is love the Lord your God with everything. The question tonight, how much do you love him? What does he mean to you? Is he just someone in your life that you come to church on a Sunday or you might go to a young adults meeting or you might go to something else that's on at the church and that's it? Or do you wake up in the morning and you breathe him? Do you wake up in the morning knowing that he is on your side, that he walks beside you every moment? Do you wake up in the morning and you look at yourself and you say, here we go, Lord, here we go, here we go. We're going to do whatever you want. Or do you wake up with the pressures of what's happening around you? For so often... Everything else matters to us and God takes second place. But here in the scripture, he turns to this man and he says, what does the scripture say? The second key is love your neighbour as yourself. Okay, we heard this morning from Pastor Wayne as he spoke and it was a powerful message. And we were encouraged to understand that God loves us so much that we are his favourites. And if God loves us so much that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us and there was no one else on this planet, just me, and he still would have done it, that is incredible love. So we understand his love for us, but often we don't love ourselves, so therefore we do not know how to love others. But the scripture is clear that we are incredibly made and that we are amazing. So therefore, we need to understand that we don't have a choice but to love ourselves. So when you look in the mirror, you are to say, that is an amazing creation. 
How many do that? Thank you. I'm not scary honest. But it's true, isn't it? So we say to God, it's okay, I, I, I know that you love me, but I'm not sure if I actually love me. So how do I love others? You know, we're going to go on and hopefully as we go on, we start to see the importance of loving others. In Luke chapter 10, verse 29 to 37, it goes on and it's this story. The man wanted to justify his actions, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbour? And Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was travelling from Jerusalem down to Jericho and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side and passed him by. A temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there. But he also passed on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day he handed the innkeeper two silver coins telling him, take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbour to the man who was attacked by the bandits? Jesus asked. The man replied, the one who showed mercy. My question to you tonight is, there are three main characters in this passage. Four with the man lying, but three that we can relate to. The first one is the priest. Let's change the priest to pastor, just because we can. The second one is the temple assistant. Let's change that to the helps, the department leaders, the people who serve in the church. And then we have the despised Samaritan. The pastor, you know, he crossed the other side. I feel a little bit sorry for the pastor. I actually relate to this a little bit. You know, he probably saw this man lying in the gutter and he thought to himself, you know, I really want to help him out, but I can't right now because I've got to get back. I'm really busy. I've got so much to do. There's so many people I need to see and I've got people coming to me in the church and I need to be there for them and I need to answer their questions. I just can't take one more person on. Then we have the temple assistant. And the temple assistant looks and goes, he's a bit of a mess. Uh -uh. Too hard for me. So he goes back and he thinks, I know what I'll do. Hey, Pastor Sheridan. And there's someone, or shall we say Pastor Jan. Pastor Jan, there's someone lying in the middle of the road. And you know what? I'm just so not equipped. I'm called to be the temple assistant. I'm not called to mop up people. That's your job. And then we have the despised Samaritan. And he walks along and he sees. I want to highlight something here. The man lying in the street was a Jew. The priest and the temple assistant were Jews. The man who helped the Jew 
was a Samaritan. What we see here is a man lying in the gutter. Two people choose not to help him because they're too busy. It was their own people. They chose to leave it to somebody else. So here it is. There are organisations in our world, in our nation, in your nation, that are so good at reaching out to help others. And they're doing an amazing job. They're picking up the drug addicts out of the street. They're picking up the lonely people in the houses. They're running the, the organ, organised activities for the elderly citizens. And they're running different things and they're doing different things because they're an organisation that are coming to help. And some of those organisations are helping our own but we have a responsibility to rise up as people in the house and we need to go out of the house and take a hold of what we have. For these, thing, these people do not have Jesus behind them. They don't have the answer. They just know how to care. But we have both. We have the ability to care and the answer to see their lives change dramatically. And I believe what the Lord is trying to say to us as Christians is to rise up and understand Understand that we have a responsibility to take a hold of and as we walk past someone that is in desperate need that we do not say we are too busy or we can't but that we say Holy Spirit give me the ability to do what you ask me to do and begin to reach out and help somebody and lead them to Jesus Christ but Ruth I don't have the skills when I'm talking about someone, I am not talking about someone that is like this man that was lying in the street. What about your neighbour? What about your family member that does not know Jesus? What about the people that are in your sphere of influence that do not know Jesus? Are you going to leave it to somebody else to look after them? Really? Or do we be like the good Samaritan, the despised Samaritan? See, what we realise in this passage of Scripture as we go on, that the despised Samaritan was actually probably a very wealthy man. I'd say he was a businessman. He had a donkey. He had in his satchel... A lot of expensive items that people don't normally carry. And he had money. And when he went to the innkeepers, they knew who he was. So that's what makes me think he was one of those travelling businessmen. And when he handed them the two silver coins, those two silver coins mounted up to enough for two months of looking after that man. If he can take the time out of his busy schedule 
to stop and look at someone and say, we need to do something here. We need to help. He actually brought the man to the inn. Now let's think that the inn is the church. And he brings the man into the church and he says to the church, you need to look after this person for us. You need to feed him to him. You need to bring him back to health. And when you bring him back to health, then he'll run and he'll do the things he's meant to do because he is one of yours. And here, here's what needs to happen. Church, I'm asking you, I'm urging you, it is time we rise up out of our own self and begin to say, God, what is it that you want from my life? What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? How do you want me to be? I want to see more. What we have experienced tonight in his presence is not just for us. There is so many people out there that do not know him. In Australia right now, one in three women are suffering from anxiety attacks and one in five men are suffering from anxiety attacks. Our suicide rate is so high. I don't know what yours is, but ours is. I am really sick to death of watching the television and seeing that somebody else has been tragically taken from this earth and these people do not know Jesus Christ and I can't sit back anymore and look and say well somebody else can look after that I need to begin to rise up and say God we can be the answer for these people we can feed into these people we can love on these people we can share to these people's lives and out of that you can cause things to change in their life we understand so clearly the scripture says that we are to sow the seed water it but the Holy Spirit does the increase we know that we're not the ones that cause that bring them to that place where we then say you know you need to get saved it's the Holy Spirit but we have a responsibility to rise up and be who God's asking us to be. So a question I would like to ask tonight, which one are you? Are you the priest? Are you the temple assistant? Or do you want to be the despised Samaritan? Because I know what I want to be. I am a pastor. I understand what it is to have people coming to me on a regular basis. And my responsibility is to care for the flock. But that's not my only responsibility. My responsibility is to rise up and begin to care for those that do not know him, to begin to feed into them, begin to do greater things. We have a responsibility. But the truth is that if we continue to sit back and want to come to church and have incredible moments like this, and then walk out of these doors tonight and do nothing with it. It's useless. We have a responsibility. Holy Spirit, fill me up. Fill me up, fill me up, fill me up. That as I walk out of these doors, I become one of your servants in the mission field to do whatever it is you want me to do. Help me, Jesus. Just recently, I was... um, In Auckland, well, in July, I went to the Shout Conference 
And um, when I was there, I needed my hair done because it was quite grey at the top. And as a female, as a me, I can't have that. So I went to this to look for a hairdresser's and I walked into this hairdresser and it was this beautiful Korean lady. But I'll be honest with you, she gave me no real thought that it was going to be pretty when I finished. But for some unknown reason, I said, okay, I'll book the appointment. So I came back the next day and she starts to talk and she says, so all blonde? I go, no, 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 remember we talked, I have dark underneath, not all blonde. So anyway, she just says, oh, okay, okay, and I'm thinking, oh, this is not going to be good. But then in the background, I hear this beautiful music. It's Bethel. Then all of a sudden, it becomes Hillsong. And I turned and I said, are you a Christian? And she said, yes, yes, I'm a Christian in her broken English. I said, awesome. She said, yes, yes, I, I've been saved for a very long time and now I come here and I'm at the Korean church. I said, that's great. And then in walks a friend of hers, a Korean lady, but she had great English. So she sits down next to me and she starts chatting and she sees this bracelet and she finds the Bible on here and she says oh what's why have you got that one and I said oh that's for my faith she said oh do you believe in Jesus and I said I do she says so does my friend she said my mother she's she's a Buddhist my brother Jehovah's Witness I said oh nice mixture <laughs> so then she turns to me and she says well why do you believe in Jesus so I told her and I said, I don't believe that Jesus is just out there. He's within me. Jesus is my life. He is everything. And I started to share my heart with her. At the end, she said, I want a Bible. And I'm like, Bible, I've got to get a Bible. And her friend says, Bible app. Oh, yes, yeah, modern day, Bible app. Of course, why didn't I think of that? Because I'm 52. So then we download the Bible app, which she's trying to. And when I came back from having my hair washed, I said, did you get it? And she said, oh, it costs money. And I said, no, 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 mine's free. So I got the free Bible app and I showed her how to use that. I told her where Equipper's church was in Auckland. And I said, you should, you should visit one day and walk down. The next morning at church, oh, when I walked out, Wayne said, how's your hair? And I said, terrible, but I had a great experience. We go to church and there's a prophet there and Pastor Sam Monk gets Wayne and I to come out the front and this guy starts to prophesy over us. Now, it was all right, you know. I was hoping for like, whoa, are you going to do this? And it was just, it was, well, you're a woman of prayer and the enemy's scared of you. Duh, I know that. <laughs> but that's okay. I went back. Go out, the, out into the um, foyer. I just snorted. <laughs> Anyway, I go out into the foyer after the service and all of a sudden I turn around and these two Korean girls are running towards me. And they come up and they're like, hello, hello, we knew you were here because we saw you out the front. And I said, oh, that's great. And she goes, look, I did it, I did it. I said, what did you do? She says, I did it, I gave my heart to Jesus. Why do I tell you that story? Because it's not really that hard. I 
only a few months ago, I started to pray and I said, God, I'm done. I'm done with just being the pastor in the church. I want to see things happen in our community. I want to see things happen in our world. I want the opportunity to be able to bring people to a place where they can accept Jesus as their Lord and their Saviour. And out of that, there has come opportunity after opportunity. And this woman committed her life to Jesus Christ. What are you giving to people? Are you being the the Samaritan that walks along. And when you see that someone is in need or they're asking questions, are you prepared to rise up and give the answer? Or are you ashamed and afraid of that, that they might despise you or turn their back on you? I would rather have my back turned on me in this life than in the life to come. Because the Scripture says, if you are ashamed of me on this earth, I will be ashamed of you when you arrive. Whoo. That's tough. So the question. Pastor, priest, temple assistant, helps, department leader, or despised Samaritan? You can never love others in that manner until you are so secure in who you are and that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with everything within you. What does Jesus mean to you? The last part of the scripture says in Luke 10, 37b, this is the most profound part of the passage. Jesus turned to this man and he said, yes, now go and do the same. This man, this religious man, was trying to trick Jesus. Seriously? It's Jesus. And Jesus takes him on a journey. And then at the end, he says, I charge you, go and do the same. I say to you, Activate Church, it is time to get activated more than you have ever been. It is time to put self aside. It is time to rise up and it is time to go forward. And it is time to be who God is asking you to be. So, do you want this place filled to overflowing? Do you want it overflowing because you want to say, yeah, our church is pumping. We got people in the seats. It's awesome. Or do you want it overflowing Because you have one of your best friends sitting next to you that's just come to know Jesus. You've got your sister or your brother or your mother or your father. You've got your neighbour. You've got your work colleague. They're yours. They're your people. They're your people. 
I cannot reach your people. Don't leave it to me. I cannot reach who you are influencing. Only you can. And you have a responsibility to your people. Your people. And the only way that we are going to understand that is when we truly understand who God is in us, that He loves us, that we love ourselves, and we can't bear the thought that they're not going to be with us in heaven. Can I have the musos, please? The religious law expert who wanted to trap Jesus was served a mission. I reckon it was the moment the whole room took a deep breath and went, whoa. Jesus was saying, get off your high horse, you religious man. Stop expecting everything. Stop thinking it's all about you. Stop thinking that everything around you has to be determined on what you want I'm telling you, this is what you need to do. Activate church. If you have an attitude, get rid of it. If you have an issue that somebody isn't caring about you or not loving you, change it. I want to say right now that family cares for family. And in a church, we all need to care for one another. The pastors, the leaders, the people, the, everybody needs to be caring for one another. That's a given. That's what family does. But people out there don't have a family and we have a mission and we need to rise up and we need to go forward and be that person that God is asking us to be like we have never been before. And we need to take on those three words that I gave to that young gentleman over there about being um, courageous, bold and strong to rise up and say, God, I can do all things through You who strengthens me. I can be who You want me to be. I can do this if You want me to do. And it's not dependent on my personality. It is dependent on You empowering me to go forward. And Lord, I'm shy, but I know with You coming upon me, I can do all things. Lord, I can't do that. I'm scared of what they'll think. But I know that when You come on me, I can do all things. So are you ready? For the Lord wants to do greater things for greater things are yet to come. You have not seen anything yet. But it will only happen if you're prepared to surrender and say, you've got all of me. You've got all of me. Let's rise to our feet right now. I am so excited at the fact that two people are being baptised tonight and declaring to everybody, I am a follower of Jesus Christ and I am determined to be His servant. But my question to you tonight is, where does Jesus fit in your life? Is He everything? Do you love Him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind? Do you love yourself so you can love others? Because if you don't, then I ask you, please, seek His face. Recommit your life and make a decision tonight. Father God, I will serve you till the day I die. And I will go 
and I will do whatever you are asking. I want the privilege to pray for you. So if you just want to raise your hand right now, I want to pray for you all. And that there will come an empowering, an empowering to go and do what God is asking you to do. If there is a surrender in you and you're saying, God, I, I, I want to surrender. I don't want to live my life the way I do. I want to give it all to you. I want those stories like Ruth told. I want that story where I walk into a place and I get to share your name and the person comes to know you. I want it. I'm desperate. Then I ask you, raise your hands. Because the empowering of the Holy Spirit will come and give you strength and power. It is time to make some decisions to go forward and not be afraid to step out and do what God's asking us to do. Holy Spirit, I ask right now, you see every hand that is raised. And there are people in this room that are saying, oh Lord, I want to make you everything in my life. And I want you to come and I want you to empower me and pour your Spirit upon me. And I want to change my mindset that I'm not good enough or I'm not great enough. But I want to change my mindset to the place of saying, if you have created me like this, then this is who I am and I care about myself and I want to go out and I want to love others in the same manner that you loved me. Holy Spirit, will you give me opportunities? Right now, just picture those people that don't know Jesus in your life. And I want you to picture them sitting next to you. And I want you to picture them crying out Jesus' name. Because they're the ones that Jesus has given to you to reach. And when we cry out, we have to see it in the spiritual before we see it in the natural I want you to see it with spiritual eyes. I want you to see them there. I want you to see them crying out His name. And as you see them, claim them. Claim them right now. And ask God to be the one that uses you to reach out and be all that He's called you to be. Thank you, Lord. Just do a work right now in your precious name. I, um, I think we need to respond further to, to what Ruth's saying. And I'd really like, it's good to respond in our hearts, but sometimes there's something really good about moving. And if you're saying yes, Jesus, tonight, I'd really like us to get out of our seat and come down the front. If you're saying, yes, Jesus, I want to be that man, I want to be that lady, I think we need to get out of our seat and come down the front. And just surrender to Jesus. The band will sing a song. Someone may or may not come and pray for you. It's about you and God really tonight. It's about surrendering our everything to Jesus. So if that's you, come out of your seat. You want to sing a song? Yeah, but don't wait for the band. Just come out of your seat. Perhaps if leaders and Pastors, you'd just like to lay hands on people and impart something of God.
something of the courage of God into people's lives tonight.
praise will ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips. Your praise will ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips. Your praise will ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips. Your praise will ever be on my lips, ever be on my been baptized tonight it'd be great if you could go and get ready now we're going to do that shortly
Hey church, we're going to move on to our baptisms now, which is super exciting seeing these people make this step. So if you're up, uh, if you're up the front still getting prayer, I'd love for you to just continue. That's great. Um, and so we're going to move on to that. Can we give Ruth a massive hand for such an awesome message? So good. If you would like to to give, and I encourage you to give to uh, Pastor Wayne and Ruth Swift, Lord, there will be uh, offering bags heading around during the baptism as well. So please make sure you give in to that. Um, that would be awesome. But we have got Marseille and Joseph being baptized. So Marseille, would you like to come up? That would be awesome. Why don't you give these guys a massive hand? This is awesome. And so... Really quickly, uh, would you like to tell us why you're getting baptised? Um, I'd like to be baptised because um, I'd like to step out um, and walk with God alongside me, um, as well as just to step out and have Him with me and to just grow in Him and my faith and become closer to Him. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Joseph? I want to have a good friendship with God and have a good relationship with God and be with God. Fantastic, fantastic. So church, how's how it's going to work tonight is we're going to baptise Marseille first. So friends, family, church, you can join with us over here. And then afterwards, we're going to uh, pray for Marseille. And then we're going to come over onto the tower. And that will be a place where you can bring prophetic words or words of encouragement uh, as well. So that's how it's going to work this evening. It's going to be fantastic. So Marseille, would you like to jump in? And friends, family, come gather around, jump on the stage, get wherever you need to be to uh, be able to see and... I'm not sure if it's on the screen or not. So gathering closer, feel free to jump on the stage as well if you're if you got children and they want to see. Awesome, so gather around. Yep, so just knees and arms crossed. Come up here if you can't see and you want to see. Awesome, and photos and all of that if you're wanting to take them, feel free. I'm plastered all over Facebook. It's a new way of declaring faith. Lord, we thank you for Marseille. Lord, we thank you for this incredible step that she's making in her journey with you. Lord, to make public her love for you. Lord God, that she is journeying with you. And Lord, we just pray that today is a, a line in the sand just declaring her walk with you. Lord, we declare our blessings over her life and everything that she does. Lord, that you would just... Lord God, would just make uh, doors come open like never before. Lord God, that she would run uh, in your presence, Lord, and that everyone that sees uh, sees her or knows her, Lord, would know that you're working within her. And Lord, we just pray for an incredible blessing to be poured out on her today, Lord. 
Yeah, so Masai, on Masai, sorry, Masai, that was close, <laughs> on confession of your faith. It's a great privilege to baptise you tonight in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Awesome, why don't you give Marseille a hand? Fantastic. So what we're going to do now is Marseille is going to uh, head over onto the blue towel over there. And Joseph is going to be baptised now. But if you've got a prophetic word uh, for Marseille, you've got a message, um, be over there. Just wait for, make sure someone's recording so we've got all of that. But Joseph... Fantastic. Awesome. Let's give Joseph a hand as he gets ready. We got Ray and Peter baptizing. Awesome. Well, Joseph, it's very cool to be able to do this with you tonight. And, and as I was praying about it, I just felt God say to you simply, He sees your heart, He knows your heart. And His smile is upon you. He sees your heart and His smile is upon you. And I think that's all I need to say. Joseph, because of the confession of your faith, we now baptise you in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. So awesome, Joseph. So he's going to just be on the red towel over here. If you've got a prophetic word or a word of encouragement, uh, please come and share it. Um, but thank you so much for coming to church. Have a blessed week and uh, we'll see you next Sunday. But make sure you come up and give a word and uh, to these awesome people that have made awesome decisions to get baptised. But have a 